And welcome to episode 24 of Record Night. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. What do we do here at Record Night, Chris? Record Night is we pick a team from a hat, we bring a record based on a theme, and we talk about it. Just buds hanging out, talking about records, drinking beer every now and then. You're drinking beer right now? I'm actually drinking wine. Look at you go go, go crazy. It's it's kind of it's the fall season. It's either I drink pumpkin beer or I drink wine or I put spices in my wine and make it hot. Look at you go. Um, That's it, what you drink. In KC, uh, we had a cold snap, so um, yeah. and so uh, it's it's officially fall here. I think right. Yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. Because last the last, week, the last few weeks have been great. Yeah, so uh, I actually dig this chillier weather. So. It's good. It's a good time to work. I sweaters. run warm and I love long sleeves. Yeah, I mean, and I hate being sweaty. <laughs> so, all good things for Ryan. Uh, I yeah. like. I just like the uh, every now and then in the fall mornings, I walk outside and I'll just take a big gulp of air in to chill my lungs and come inside yeah. and feel good for the rest of the day. But um, good well, way to do it. It's better than a cup of coffee. Um, before we get into our topic, let's uh, give our information out. Yeah. Well, so before we get into the theme, um. <laughs> We are looking for themes, mm-hmm, as always. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash record night. Instagram at record night pod. Or you can just email us regular old email style mm-hmm. at record night pod at gmail.com. Send us your theme ideas or, you know, talk to us about the new episodes when they come out. Um, yeah. Or really talk to us about anything. I mean, I mean, mostly music, hopefully. I don't want to. Really good. Yeah, we could talk about other stuff. I mean, with this, <laughs> if this record were getting out to mass, we a lot of emails either supporting us or hating us. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, this record, this. Um, but at least we'll be getting something. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, maybe maybe uh, Trojan horse viruses. I don't know. But um, mm-hmm. today our topic is politics. I did this last week. I did it in little tongue in cheek as politics with an X at the end, just to be funny. But uh, yep. we brought two records today, and um, um about politics, about politics, or political or, records, political records. Um, and uh, it's exciting. Uh, this was a pretty interesting topic to draw from. Uh, yeah, very timely topic. It was oh. not on purpose that we are recording it two weeks out from election day, and will probably be released uh very close to or on election day if we want to be cheeky about it. I don't think I'll be cheeky about it. I just want to get out whenever I get out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um but uh it's man both these records that we oh the records I think I brought I brought um is more timely than it was when it came out, I think. Oh yeah. Uh so but uh d- I mean But can, they're both mine I mean mine feels incredibly timely despite Listening back through a bunch of punk because I was getting back into this because I was like, well, obviously I'm gonna pick a punk. Album. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. And the weird thing about punk is when it's released, they're commenting on current things. Mm-hmm. So you would expect that it would quickly become dated because it's referencing current things. It's like going back and watching like a season five episode of like South Park or something. <laughs> We're like, what are they even talking about? That was a thing. Well, I think um, artists. That are, that are great, and maybe don't know they're great, but are, that are great. They they somehow they write songs that are good at any time you listen to them, or they're timely at least. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know about like my record, the one I picked. I was like, this couldn't be more timely. <laughs> like this couldn't. Yeah. Like I was like, I was like, I was like, this could have been written yesterday. 
you know, like exactly. And so if people were still making rock music, I know they don't now. It's <laughs> so I don't know what happened all nation on um on on a uh, on XM radio because I have that uh, consumerism, but uh, I don't know what happened. But like I don't know, I'm an old guy. So ten years ago when I was listening to it, it was guitar rock, and now mm. it's maybe. 10 to 15% guitar rock. And uh, we... Uh, That's kind of the spread nowadays. Like, I don't necessarily dislike it, I guess, or mm-hmm. have any sort of issue with it. But yeah, it's just kind of like, you start to notice, like, oh, all the instruments I play are a lot less in demand right now. I know. we're uh, And, like, I don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's, not, it's not a horrible thing. It's just something that... I guess I'm just an old guy. <laughs> you know? That's so, how we do. That's how we do. Uh, do you want to um, go ahead and talk about your record? Because we're into it. Yeah. All right. I'll start it off. Um, right. I had some backups. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe do some runners up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this band, I was honestly trying to avoid because we had done an episode about them recently. Sure. Like maybe an episode or two ago. Um, but, I mean, they were kind of my first foray into being political, I guess, really <laughs> having kind of a political mind about stuff. Um, but what I the one I wanted to do was this album called Anal Trump. But <laughs> I determined in listening to it that it might literally be impossible to talk about. Yeah. Because it's, it's only 13 minutes long, mm-hmm. but it's 100 songs. With many of the songs averaging about six seconds. So by the time you've written down what the title of the song is, it's you've passed it. Oh, even then, I'm sure some of the line, some of the titles are are hard to finish while listening to it. Like you have to race yeah. it. I mean, I'm looking. At yeah, this. and I don't want to. I don't want to say half the stuff that's on there. Yeah, you it just it was all just kind of like I thought it would be funny, and I do like the album quite a bit. Oh, um, so you do, just, you do enjoy listening to it. Oh yeah, I love it. Okay. It's actually a really good grindcore album, and I think the idea that you are making offensive music with real quotes is basically like that's kind of the thing. Is everything that's on it is a Trump quote? So it's super it's offensive the, again. The guy who, yeah, the guy who made it is like that's the most offensive thing I could think of. He's like I couldn't outdo <laughs> grindcore. All right. Well, um, um, so that was so. That that was my backup. All right, it's literally impossible to talk about. And I was mm-hmm. trying to find stuff that had a a more through line of political stuff because there was stuff where it was like, oh well, this album has three political songs, <laughs> but then the rest were the rest were other things. So I had to do it. Had to do it to them. Got the record right here. Did Dead Kennedys, uh, Plastic Surgery Disasters. So when did this come uh, out? I have I have my original. Ooh. Uh, uh, alternative tentacles pressing Ooh. says here also available on cassette. It's got a nice big uh, uh, what you call it on the inside um, uh, art book kind yeah. of thing full of collages and all that cool stuff. Um, <laughs> but this is technically their second like studio album, mm-hmm. but punk bands in the 80s did like an album and like a bunch of EPs and all that stuff. Um, but this is their second full-length album. Uh, it came out November of 1982. Okay. 
This, I believe, is most of the band's favorite album. I know for sure it's Jelly Offer's favorite album, and it's my favorite album of theirs. I do know that um that on Spotify it goes on as, uh, if you look for it, it's called uh, it's Plastic Surgery Disasters and then God We Trust Incorporated. Um, Which, fun fact, fun little bit of trivia. Yeah. It's the first record I ever bought before I had a, before I even had a record player. Oh, yeah? It okay. is the manifesto release, so sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, first record I ever bought. Yeah, I, I, Ryan was showing me his records, and uh, I noticed that most Dead Kennedys he has, or at least that one, is Alternative Tentacles, which is hard to find because if you go on Dead Kennedys website now, you can buy those records on vinyl, but they're all by like a different label, right? They're all Manifesto, which was made specifically by the other members of the band to, uh, you know, ship merch. Do you have an idea? To sell out. <laughs> Do you have a um opinion on what happened between Jello and East Bay Rain Class Forehead and? DH Pelegro, like, do you have an idea, like, an opinion? Um, I don't know. I hey, I don't know either. It it sucks, like, looking back at the history of punk bands, because it kind of gets to a point where it's like you're not really a punk band unless you sue your bandmates <laughs> for money. Because like, there's always somebody always has the idea of like, oh, you know, we're gonna like turn this into stuff to bettering the band, and then it eventually gets to the point it's like, no, I want money. Yeah. All right, it yeah. happened in the Misfits. It happened in Dead Kennedys. I'm sure it happened in hundreds of other punk bands. It's just like or bands in uh, general. I bet you know. Yeah, it's it's kind of a music thing. Um, but I don't know. I think the the stuff is so kind of like maybe everybody was kind of in the wrong on this one, <laughs> and to some extent. I I do think it's weird that the Kennedys are still touring with different singers. Like I know they used to have a guy named Brian Cruz. Brandy Cruz, mm-hmm. and now they have a guy named Skip something who's singing. Yeah. And like the thing about the so Dead Kennedys, they are they are forefathers of hardcore punk. They are like you people they listen to Fresh Fruit and like they'll go Fresh Fruit or this one, right? Yeah, and they'll say this is what hardcore punk is, and this is why it's important. And half the reason why it's important is because of Jelby Offer. Yeah, so these guys sure. are still tour. I mean, touring when they could tour. With different singers doing this insanely, it's either nihilistic or cynical, and mm-hmm. fucking brilliant lyrics, you know, and the East Bay Ray and still there with his glasses playing these surf flicks, which are pretty bass, pretty pretty sick as well. But like, but he's a good guitar player. Oh, he's a good guitar player. But I, but I would not go see this band if Shelby Offer wasn't in it, right? It's a I think Joe B. Offer even says they're like the world's most successful cover band. 100%, now. right? Like, that's all they do. It's like they, they haven't done any new music. So they're still touring as the Dead Kennedys, but they're playing songs that are 50 years old now. I'm trying to think of, there are other bands that do that, and I'm trying to remember who they are. Like, they go out and they just play the hits and leave. Yeah, I mean, I'll give it to the Misfits. They oh, continue yeah. doing, they still make music. It sucks, but man, <laughs> at least they're trying. All about Scarecrow, man. Um, so, I saw the Misfits too with Jer- only with Jerry only. They came and played a venue in Dallas called Dreamland, which my band played the following weekend. <laughs> and, oh damn! Um, uh, I mean, they obviously had a lot of people. Mine was like, I think the show I played there with my band was um, it was the audience was the other bands that were there playing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I think uh, 
a girl who I had been, uh, my girlfriend at the time, who I had to beg her mom to let her go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's, um, but let's, let's talk about. Please, uh, we won't say cuss words, I promise. Oh, we so did, though. And the, the, I, I went to the green room back there, and all of it's just, uh, it's either like um, pictures of sexual acts or just people uh-huh. graffitiing it, and it smelled like beer like and vomit. <laughs> and I was like, this is this is the punk life, all right? Um, and the cool thing about so that place, Streamwind uh, Music Complex, is that for $20, they would record your show on CD. And so that's I, pretty cool. So, yeah, I got it, and I burnt like, like 100 copies and just handed them out to people. And it was a uh, still have it, dude. I don't have. I, I made. We made a demo with two songs on it, and record that song. I can't find that shit anywhere. It's really upsetting. Got to find it. I want to hear it. Uh, there's this. Yeah, I have all these unlabeled teas in my in the, my closet here. If I find it, really hear it, and it's god awful. I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah, but because our bass player of the band, he was in like a in like new metal. And so I had to, mm. we had to make a lot of compromise of what songs that, what parts and songs would go where, where, but, um, cause we went like, started out like a punk band, went to like alternative, then to like, like to alternative metal into straight up, just straight up, uh, metal core. And that's where we ended. <laughs> we have none of that metal core recorded. I just, I just some of the riffs, but this is not about tantrum. This is about decanics. <laughs> right. So um, let's talk about, about the dec- politics. Yeah, let's talk about the politics. Um, so I want to say for uh, first off, um, when you presented this record to me, I mm-hmm. I actually spent the half of the day listening to Frankenchrist, the record after uh-huh. this. I was like, this is more like social commentary than politics. And then I was like, right. Oh. And then I went back and looked at our messages. And I'm like, oh. Oh, okay. Plus, suggestions. Which, right off the bat, is about politics. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I think if you made it all the way through Frankenchrist, the last song on there is just like Jello B offered, just like, all right, here's my political thoughts. Yeah, and but the thing it's about great. the thing about Frank Frankenchrist compared to this record is Frankenchrist is not near as good as this record. Mm-mm. Um, well, it's not really a punk album. It's kind of like they took all of their punk songs. Uh, or they took all their songs that aren't punk songs and put them on Frank and Grace. Well, the thing is about um, <clears throat> excuse me, the thing is about that. I read a little bit about um, I've heard a little bit about Frank and Christ, and Jello is trying to reinvent their sound because um, excuse me, <coughs> he uh he heard Zen Arcade by Husker Du, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, this can be punk. This can be hardcore. Well, I want to. I want to be like, Husker Du. Yeah, who, he can't be, who doesn't want to be Husker Du? Zero Key is a fantastic <laughs> record. I have yeah. it on vinyl. Uh, I think. It's, I think I listened to it at your place for the first time. And we were probably just talking shit the whole time. Well, not talking shit on the band, just talking. Uh, That's shoot, how we do. Yeah, shoot the bull. I guess. Shoot the shit. I'm just. I think shoot, shoot the, the shit. Chew the fat. I, I, I Dim always, the lights. Chill the ham. When I think shoot the bull, I always think to catch her in the eye, because I think that's what he says in it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah. Uh, then I went to Plastic Surgery Disasters after looking at Ryan's message, and here we are um, with Plastic Surgery Disasters, which has a very disturbing photo on the front. Do you know what it is? Yeah, it's a... I'll pull it out again. Um, it is... I think it's a National Geographic photo of the photographer holding the hand of a, a starving child. Yeah, and it's... um, it, It's like a photojournalism thing, but it's kind of like 
hey, remember, guys, the world's really fucked up. So here we go. Um, and then on the back is a bunch of, uh, like, cookie-cutter houses. Oh, yeah. With Little boxes the same cars. And... Yeah. <laughs> um, so Decade is one of those bands that really put a microscope on uh, American culture and life. Yeah. And, um, and tore it apart, <laughs> really. Um, yeah, you know, they really did. did I, this record, it, it takes everything I love about Dead Kennedys and puts it in one record. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and like, I thought, I thought I loved Fresh Fruit. I really do. But I think I love this even more. This one's my favorite one. Like, I think Fresh Fruit is great. I think it's a great album. Um, but I don't think it even comes close to this one. Like I feel like Fresh Fruit kind of has some missteps mm-hmm. and some things that kind of like when you know the the background of it, like specifically like California Uber Alice, mm-hmm. where it's like it's writing about a conspiracy theory that turned out not to be true or yeah. something like I Kill Children, where it's like 16 year old Jello Biafra wrote a song that's supposed to be from the mind of a serial killer. It, it's just kind of dumb. It's I a little, guess like, it's a little puerile, right? It's like it's yeah, it's. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I guess it was like, yeah. compared to the stuff. He on also here, doesn't say the n word on this one, which is a big plus. Um, I'm sure. I in, think I there. I feel like this album just has no no missteps. The musicianship got better. Um, and and Joe Offer, he does. He he takes what his personality was in Fresh Fruit, and uh, excuse the um, overused term, turns it to eleven. <laughs> um, it's it's interesting to hear. This because it's like they're a full established band when Plastic Surgery Disaster came out. It's like hearing the evolution, and this is the the snapshot of how perfect they were in 1982. Um, right? Because Fresh Fruit, they're well, still sort of fun. We, okay, let's go. Why don't we give people a chance to listen to it, and okay. then we will we'll have our thoughts on it. Okay. So uh, so typically here give you about ten seconds or so uh, to go. Turn it on. We're going to play a little sampler here so you can kind of get an idea of what it sounds like, mm-hmm. but we highly recommend you go and listen to the full thing. It's not super long. Go listen to it. Come back. Spotify or wherever you're listening to should hopefully save your spot. Most podcast things do. Just <laughs> start us back up, and uh, you can kind of listen along, see if you agree, disagree. Um, so Dead Kings, yeah. Plastic Surgery Disasters, and here we go. Maybe. Why are you such a stupid asshole? Bye-bye. 
That was so I've been, I've been sort of commandeering the conversation since this started. <laughs> I want you to talk for a little bit. Uh, about? Yes, about that Kenny's Whatever, deposit. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I got into Dead Kennedys in high school. Mm-hmm. I bought, I think I bought Frankenchrist because I really liked the song Soup is Good Food, mm-hmm. uh, which great song. Um, so I got into that one. Um, I, Real quick, what did of, you think of the poster insert? I bought it on CD. It wasn't in there. Oh, so the HR Geiger program. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend who had that poster on his door it, so his parents could see it. <laughs> I was like, that's the? great. Yeah. <laughs> so Dead Kennedys with that, their next album got slapped with like an obscenity suit because a Dipper Gore and the, is it the PMRC, the PRMC? Yeah, they can suck Something like this. that. Yeah. Um, got, got mad. Because he, they put an insert of an HR Giger painting that's like a bunch of penis like landscape bugs. is what it's called. Yeah, bunch of uh, wieners going into basically like sex acts with one in the middle had a condom on it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I've seen it and it it's art. I guess <laughs> right? it's fine. Yeah. It's an it's it's literally every HR Giger thing. It's just I mean, what he does. Yeah, if you watch Alien, you're like, that's that's a walking penis. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so you... Um, got, but you, yeah, I feel like, um, I mean, Dead Kennedys continue to be pretty important in kind of how I think about a lot of political stuff and social stuff. I think Even the, I don't a lot think, of the... I don't think they're as important as they should be, I honestly. Like, like... I, just like across like the political landscape, political or punk rock landscape, I, I think that they get overlooked a lot of times. And uh, to me, they are still good. You know, like like I can understand yeah. people not liking the Sex Pistols. I can understand people not liking the Ramones, but I can't understand someone not liking Dead Kennedys. But that's just me, right? Maybe they don't like punk. Maybe they don't. That's 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 a fair. That's the thing to say that you don't like punk rock. That's okay to say. I disagree one hundred percent. It's something I <laughs> I grew up on and was weaned on. Uh, not by my parents per se, something I discovered um, on my own. Yeah, I think like punk was kind of one of those things. That it's like I discovered that was when I was starting to discover music on my own. Mm-hmm. It was like I didn't hear it on the radio. I didn't. Uh, I didn't like pull it from my dad's CD collection. You didn't have an older brother who told you about this, right? No, it was like I had some friends who kind of listened to it, but even then, like I'm trying to remember. I think they pl- they played a song from here. They played I think Winnebago Warrior. Mm. And I was like, that's a cool song. And then I went off and just, like, discovered the rest of the stuff on my own. Okay. Um, do you want a song by song on this? Yeah, let's do okay. it. That's how we do. So the first song on this is kind of like an interlude track. It's a noisy, 
noisy track and it has um a little intro which actually didn't used to have a name it used to, it's used to just be part of government flu but now it's called the like, vice from christmas past right yeah which does even say yeah, that my copy my copy of the album just opens with government flu <clears throat> and I, I don't know why they changed it of when it comes to be spot when it comes to uh when it comes to spotify but they did so it it was for the manifesto release okay oh. it's on the it's on the the remaster or whatever they split it up at some point because they thought it would be cool honestly it's probably because this intro is like a minute long oh yeah and it's so it's like people want to get into the rock yeah. let's talk more rock oh that she foreshadowing um <laughs> so the... so it i mean it's an intro it's noisy it kind of sounds like a self-help advertisement or like uh like I think by the end of it, you kind of figure out like it's kind of supposed to be like a, uh, like a psychiatrist or a doctor's office or like, like check-in. A sad story of what American life should be or what people think American life should be. Yeah, um, uh, it's all. I mean, it's all about conforming and you know just being cool, blending in. And then it gets in the government flu, which, which the thing about government flu is that it's. If you haven't heard Dead Kings before, this is the perfect distillation of what Dead Kings are about, I guess. Um, oh, for sure. When it comes to music, for sure, because it starts out, it's a fast record. There's not one, there's one slow song on this record, one. And the, even though it doesn't stay slow for long. But, um, right. Now, there's obviously Genius has his own idea about what the song's about, and they're not of far off, right? Like, like, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. I've, I've heard criticisms recently about this album about how it's like a little too obvious and a little too on the nose mm-hmm. with stuff. Um, but I I think that works in Dead Kennedy's favor because they eventually had to write a song called Nazi Punk's Fuck Off because people misunderstood their lyrics. So good. Um, <laughs> but this this song more or less boils down to kind of like testing biological weapons on your own population radiation to, uh, agent orange or you know in, before this uh the you know operation what was it, the um gulf gulf uh, fever or something like that a lot of a lot of gulf war veterans um have ailments because mm-hmm. of the the chemical weapons were supposedly not used in the gulf war but uh that, that you know it would not true um, but yeah, right. th- this is about basically testing out, um, testing out chemical weapons or biological weapons on the human populace, your own citizens to see how they affect it. And the problem is, yeah, I mean, free guinea pigs, easy. Yeah. And, uh, problem is it's so fucking happened. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, maybe not the extent that the kings are talking of, um, cause I, I don't necessarily think that I don't, I'm not a chemtrails guy. Are you? No, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I think part of a lot of this stuff and a lot of the punk attitude is you kind of need to need to say something crazy. You need to say it loud or people won't hear it. Like if Jellyby Africa came in like, oh, guys, excuse me, but mm, I don't know. I think the government might be not so great. It's like, what? Nobody's going to fucking listen to you. It's like the government is killing you. And uh, the Jellyby Afra, like he is unmistakable in his vocal delivery. He is fantastic in delivering nihilistic angry uh and 
he does look like he's very theatrical in his delivery, right? Like, yeah, that, and that's what, especially on this one, he's kind of like switching personalities and different characters. Like, he's really like embodying a bunch of different characters, and it seems like he's having a lot of fun. With oh yeah, because I would have, I would have a ton of fun doing this. But, but I mean, he's also angry. He's also, but, but he's not like, he is very cynical. Um, yeah, in a. I remember I was listening to a song off Frankenchrist. I'm like, oh, this is kind of hopeful. And then I saw who wrote it. It was D.H. D.H. Pelegra. I'm like, oh, there we go. Right. <laughs> Joe Bialfa, uh, he is um, he is a writer. And he writes mm-hmm. some shit. Um, but we can move he on. A, he, does, he has a very specific style. There are a couple East Bay Ray songs on this thing. Yeah. And it's like, you can tell. There's one specific song on here that, like, I fucking hate it. <laughs> There's one song on here I just do not like. Yeah. Across the board. I don't think the music is very interesting. The lyrics kind of suck. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but we'll, it's one of my friend's favorite Dead Kennedy songs. It's like, how? Yeah, how Are we it? talking about the same song? Then we went on a Terminal Preppy, which... Um, Love this song. When you're in school, the cliques are the preps and all those other people. Like It's, yeah, you know, cool, cool kids who just want to... Well... I don't see it very much now. Um, uh, no, but it was like you see it a lot when. Uh, I mean, my fiance went to one of the top party schools. Oh, did she see it? Which there? they were voted that, and they were very mad about it because they're also just a great school. What school is it? But uh, Dude, do you want to see uh, what in Boulder? Okay, okay, in Boulder. Okay, it's um, but so you see a lot of the people who are like, I'm here, to, I'm here to party. Yeah. I'm here to be dumb. So this record based this this song is about rich kids, rich frat kids, basically. Um, rich, yeah. Right? Um, it's Pretty about, much, yeah. It's about people who who use their money to get ahead, and I I, I, I do like that they mentioned Belushi's my hero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talk, it's fucking animal, house. animal house, and then they also mentioned Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Phil with Springsteen. Oh yeah, I that's one of my favorite quotes on here is uh, like. He he embodies the this terminal preppy character, just some some dude who's only going to school so he can party. But it's like he's gonna get a job anyway because he's got he paid for his degree and he's got his he's got a job lined up when he goes. But he's <laughs> and it's it? a fast uh, punk tune, like 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 yeah, most of the songs in this record with horns. It's got a weird little like horn interlude. <laughs> yeah, things. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, the Springsteen party says, uh, I want a wife with tits who just smiles all the time in my centerfold worlds filled spring filled with Springsteen and wine. Yum. Someday I have power. Someday I have boats attracted some burger <laughs> with things. So like kind of one person is upper middle class. These kids are, and, um, mm-hmm. it creates some sort of conflict in me. Cause I'm, I'm not going to say that I, I, I am lucky to have a home to call my own. Right, uh, and I grew up like uh, I didn't grow up privileged by any means, but I was I was never hurting for uh, for things. But my dad, you know, he wouldn't buy me a thousand dollar guitar like I I bought right. uh, when I got my tax return like three years ago. But um, <laughs> but uh, I I like this song, um, and it it's basically like fuck you capitalism, right? It's basically saying it's basically saying what almost this whole record will be about is that. You buy your way into almost anything. Yeah, just this this culture of pull yourself up by your bootstraps and do things is complete bullshit. bullshit. Oh you, yeah, uh, your family has paid their way into this. George Carlin, he has this uh, joke that says, "The American dream is called the American dream." He said, "Be asleep to believe it." <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh, got him. Yeah, 
zing, <laughs> right? But um, yeah. it's one hundred percent true. I think, and uh, yeah, I I don't know if we lose any listeners. I doubt we will. I if we have any listeners, but um, <laughs> but uh, it's very clear that I'm I'm damn near a socialist, like one hundred percent. Like um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I I don't know how Ryan feels about it, but. We've talked and just nod our heads like, yeah, we agree. <laughs> um, yep, 100%. Yeah, and so pulling us up like blue strips, it's complete bullshit. And I don't care if you disagree. It's just the truth in my end. Whatever. Yeah. And I, I you could say uh, that's just like your opinion, man. And yeah, I guess so. But it's but not you're quoting Big Lebowski to <laughs> uphold traditions. It's like you've kind of lost. You, you've completely misunderstood that movie. <laughs> that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> I use it all the time, um, by the way. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like that song, it, it's like current, but kind of like just like universal. Like mm-hmm. these people just kind of exist across the board in various I, facets. And we of all life. know them. We all know who these mm-hmm. people are, which brings us to Trust Your Mechanic, which it's, yeah. it was sort of land bass, like four different industries uh, medical industry, the uh, pharmaceutical industry, and then I guess just politics in general. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically and, creating these cycles. Yeah, creating these cycles of dependency. Yeah, for example, um, it mentions that your doctor says you need surgery now, you're feeling good till the side effects fuck up something else. Mm-hmm. And you're ensnared by the medicine man, which, I mean, it's, like you said, it's on the news. But uh, I know that you're one of those people that you listen to music first and the lyrics after. Yeah, for the most part. I'm one the same way, right? Um but not not so much anymore. That that changes as I start listening to things like Bob Dylan and um and Mountain Goats. But um, right. But you got more into folk. Got them more into folk. The original punk. <laughs> Isn't it weird? Like like I was a punk rock kid, and then I found this folk musicians. Like they're saying the exact same fucking thing, but much nicer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I can play this around my wife. Yeah. I yeah. My, I don't think there's any punk bands I listen to my life really likes, but you could see No Effects with me. And I want to mention some of No Effects really quick. A lot of people think they're a silly, silly, like, joke band. Um, I know I did. I know, what, I'm going to ring shit in later, probably later, that's either going to change your mind, but to, No Effects are, are, a, are a political band. Right. Um, yeah, I know all I brought was a So On Things For All The Shoes. But the record after that's called Warren Errorism. <laughs> it's all political. <laughs> but we're going to talk about the Kennys. Um, right. Trust your mechanic. Um, but yeah, uh, you've got, and I think this one even still lends pretty, it's still pretty current. I mean, we mm-hmm. currently have an opioid epidemic happening. Oh, yeah. Um, of just, you know, people getting hooked on these things, building a dependence on it. Um, what does he mention on here? Like beauty products and stuff like that. And just, who who benefits from having these weird beauty standards and spending all this money? What um, did you think of the courses? I'm trying to remember, they were slow. Like they start up, like, yeah, they, like, they slow down and they it get. It sounds really, like the like, song creepy. ends and then they get this sort of creeps in with this uh, course, and they're all different. Like like I know you are big on courses changing throughout the. Not big on just music changing. I think it does a really <laughs> good job of kind of expanding the sonic palette of punk music because it's not just and dead kennedys have kind of done that across the board it's like well let's incorporate 
echo and reverb and mm-hmm. surf guitar lines, but it's like, okay, let's also, what if we have these weird atmospheric sections where we're like scraping on the guitar strings and, um, and it, it like slows down to a crawl. It's not just three chords over and over again. Like people assume is, punk is. Yeah. And I do think that, um, it, I don't know if this is intentional, but it kept me on my toes. Like a lot of times when mm-hmm. you hear the same, you know, uh, friend, frenetic punk beat, you can sort of have the, uh, chance to zoom out uh, to zone out but i feel like this stopping and having this slow chorus really brings your attention back in um right and i do like how the intro basically is like oh we took this chorus and we just made it fast and punk as fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh i this this is a great song um and you know everyone talks about this and they, they can make it into comedy routines but this is this is pointing a uh flashlight at this problem and mm-hmm. and but the only problem I have with this song and the next two songs is that we have a elected official who's governing the nation uh, who is against science, and these mm-hmm. songs are almost kind of against it, right? I think they're against the like commodifying of it. Okay, and I think the second, <clears throat> I think what the song after this, which we can get into now, well played scientist, yeah, well paid scientist, which. I think is less about the scientist part and more about like, I guess like conformity through employment is yeah. there's these big, and it was happening a lot in the eighties. There are these big conglomerate organizations that are like, you go in, you work in your cubicle. We own this whole, like it is a thing he mentions it in the song. It's like, we own this whole neighborhood and everyone works here because we basically hired out this whole town. And the, the idea of, conforming to whatever they want you to do through informal social sanctions of like, oh, well, that's kind of weird. And this is, this is how we live here was a thing. Like it's kind of like, just... P, it's kind of like Phil Morris hiring scientists to, to support their claims that smoking wasn't bad, you know, like exactly. And so th- that's what the song is about. It's basically, like you said, conforming to your employment. That's what the whole song is about. Um, mm-hmm. and, and turning, um, highly qualified and you know uh like just smart people into trying to turn that those into i guess like normal working class things yeah basically they're being they're being used just for profit they're not they're not doing anything beyond making profitable products for a corporation eat the rich again because <laughs> yeah um and it's uh it's it's a good song i i uh it's a good song. I didn't really think that they wrote songs like this. Again, it's the first time I've listened to to uh, Dead Kenny's Plastic Surgery Disasters. Of course, I know Fresh Roof by heart, and I think right. this is a better record. Um, yeah, I know this one by heart. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, this this song does one of my favorite things ever in a song, and I want to do it in a song of my own at some point where it's where the music drops out, and it kind of sounds like they put a room mic in somewhere <laughs> with everyone kind of like strumming on unplugged electric guitars <laughs> while Jello sings. It, it just, everything cuts out and it sounds super weird, but I love the way it sounds. It sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, um, it has some great lines in here. Um, like you punch the clock too scared to punch your boss. <laughs> um, and then the song ends with, Basically, just like this is the dark, shattered underbelly of the American dream, which is spot on. Like American dream, like we said, is it's it's a dream. 
and it's not yeah. it's not reality. Um, and this is we we managed to pick two records that are political, but aren't really talking down to the intended listeners. You know what I mean? No, I don't think so. No, uh, especially in this one, it, every people listening to Dead Kennedys generally know what they're getting into. You know, right? You would say so. I mean, you would hope so, but I knew I know a lot of people who, at least at this juncture in their life, do not agree with the stuff being said. But I had found, uh, you know, a Fresh Fruit CD or a Frank and Christ CD in their stuff, and it's like, really? You sure you you sure you listen to them? Were you paying attention? Yeah, there's a kid. Uh, there's not a kid, but a guy uh, who was doing my high school who had a No Effects Warren Arism CD book on his wall, and right. I'm like, and now I'm seeing his post. I'm like, really? Okay. You changed, I guess, or uh, I want to put. He started saying yes, yes, FX. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, it was another buzz bomb, which is not really a political song. It's. I think it is a little bit. Okay. I mean, maybe not political, but at least social. In the like, it's kind of about some dude who's like super cool masculinity doing all this stuff, being just a danger and a menace to society because he wants to prove how fucking cool he is. I wrote down Cruising USA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's um, what it is. It's kind of like, it's like a car chase song, but it's mostly just some like guy who's like, I don't like anything but my car. And and uh, I think he mentions a woman at some point, right? Yeah. He wants, he wants a girl who will tell him how cool his car is. Oh, yeah, because... I, I kind of want to see his car made. It was really cool. I mean, I'd change my life if I saw his car. Yeah, I guess so. But that's all he's worried about. Uh, it has a really cool, like, surfy guitar solo in it. Oh, yeah. I do like the guitar solo quite a bit. Um, and it sees Bay Ray Joe be off for wrote this together. So mm-hmm. I, I'd kind of like to know where uh, Joe's <laughs> where Joe's imagination began and East Bay or East Ray's ended or vice versa. You know, like, mm-hmm. like were they passing around a notebook or... Or where they you sing write a line and then I'll write a line. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> but it, it, it ends. It's just kind of a short story. It ends with um, uh, Buzz Bomb, the main character, probably gets shot up by the police at the end, right? Yeah, because he he went on some crazy. I think he ran some people over. Yeah, that's what it looks like. He was he was too busy being cool. Got chased down by the cops and got cornered with a Seven Eleven. Yeah, and to me, it's a it's the least political song on the record. Especially compared to the next one, Forest Fire. Yeah, I actually think this is the second least political because there's one Forest Fire second to last second to last song on the album. No, okay, Um, because it at least still has that little bit of like, hey, this weird, I guess like, I don't know, masculinity machismo stuff Mm -hmm. is stupid. Oh yeah, come on. Oh yeah, you're being dangerous and shitty. (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, when I hear people talk about driving drunk, I'm like, are you fucking retarded? Like, why do you think it's cool to tell me? <laughs> I'm obviously going to think, Laura, you, that you did this. Um, yeah. But um, let's, But let's... then, yeah, then we get into, I mean, we're just going to continue keeping stuff pretty current. Forest fire. Uh, forest fire. Which is um, crazy, because they talk about burning wealthy California homes. Homes in this. Yeah. <laughs> but in this one... Which is basically... Um, I guess this stuff boils down to people have separated themselves so much from society through being rich and trying to keep 
quote unquote the poor people out that they've ended up making their own death prisons because they can't get out of this weird compound they've cocoon. built. Yeah, the, this compound that they've made for themselves to quote unquote stay safe to be secure. So it starts out with basically saying that some druggie got high in the woods and set fire. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> um, but uh, I was um, I was sort of thinking about this song a little bit uh, because. Uh, right now, I mean, just recently, I think beginning of the year before pandemic took over all the news, which uh, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just that what happened. Uh, California and Australia were on fire, literally. Yeah, Colorado is currently on fire. And Oregon's still on fire, I think, a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and th- this song is about basically rich homes being burnt up and people inside can't get out. This didn't really... It, it's um current, but I don't think that People can't get out of their houses. But Joe Ralph is sort of saying, do you want to get out? Uh, Crass have a song where they say, um, the rich chain at their door, basically. And it's mm-hmm. it's true. It's basically saying it's classist. It's a classist song about classism. And people want to say that castes aren't in America. They, they're definitely in India. Mm-hmm. But if you think about castes, there's definitely... There's definitely the 1%, and they are separate people altogether. Um, and I, 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 don't, I don't think I know any of the 1%. I'm not sure if you do, but we see I them all the I time. I don't think so. And I think there's also this, this thing where we're seeing, like, upper class as the 1%, but that's not them either. The 1% no. is we're talking about, like, corporation CEOs, talking about fucking Jeff Bezos and those, those We're talking people, about the, the corporations I, I that have person fucking good. That blows yeah. my goddamn mind. That that Supreme Court decision that gave corporations to act as a personhood, it, it it defies all logic to me. And it's so blatantly it's it comes it so blatantly uh for for profit, like like for the grossest things about capitalism, that's when you give corporations personhood. And I couldn't believe that no one saw it. That no one's talking right. about it. They are now and then we got this fucking person is going to run the Supreme Court, the Barrett, who is one actively talking about dismantling uh, equality rights for LGBT people. And, the, and, yep. and you're like, and I'm like, are you not seeing this shit? Like, like, Oh, I think they're seeing it. Just people don't care. Anyway, <laughs> force fire. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. We wanna... uh, but well, I can, I can tell you right now what I hope happens to the people who don't care. Yeah. <laughs> They get caught in force, um, but yeah, but lock your door. Yeah, but there's a line in here that shows: Do I say the cocaine or the pretty pretty wife? You know, like mm-hmm. like wh- what means one of you? This power, or this person, you know, um, right? And uh, I don't know if you guys know this. Co- uh, I can tell that uh, Joe Biafra is not a fan of intoxicants. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think he's like straight edge or anything. No, but but, he's... but he definitely thinks that he's definitely not. Someone who worships drugs. I can tell you that. Right. Um, and I will say, um, uh, Dead Kennedys really kind of colored my image of what punk rock is. Oh, really? Like, okay. I guess if you went to some kind of like normal person on the street, we're like, what's punk rock about? And I think people still understand it. Everyone's like, it's about not giving a fuck. Oh. It's about doing whatever you want. And it's like, have you not listened to punk? Cause punk is like, they hyper give a fuck. Yeah. Like they give a fuck so hard. that like <laughs> It's like, they don't give a fuck what you think, 
but they give a fuck. So here's the thing about um, I, I there's this Fugazi documentary called Instrument. Um, mm-hmm. part of it, I don't know if you watched it yet. It's amazing, Mm-mm. but they part of it is one. They go to a concert. They, they Fugazi free at or concert, and they talk to the ticket line. And um, this is after Fugazi has spoken about how they don't like people who slam dance and how they want people to come to the show to be comfortable. Um, and so they ask, um, they ask people, what does Fugazi mean to you? A lot of them like Fugazi don't mean anything. There's something I listen to. Right. Uh, and there's two guys that stand out mine. One guy is this guy who, uh, liked minor threat. And he's like, he goes, he goes, what do you think Fugazi is like? I used to like them, but I think they suck now. He's like, that PC shit, I hate that bullshit, right? That's one guy. Here's the guy. They ask him what punk is. He goes, punk is going out, not giving a shit about nothing, making good music. And that guy is a fucking idiot. Because uh, unless he's listening to Gigi Allen exclusively, um, Fugazi are all about social causes and social justice. And I know that's a bad word to some people. But but Dead Kennedys, I think Joe Biafra, I think either... Shining a light on social causes that need to be addressed. And mm-hmm. I think and that the way he does it is his way of being cynical and not nihilistic. Because nihilistic is the wrong term to use for Dead Kennedy songs. But I'm sure some people would see it that way. But right. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> Halloween. Uh, we're on Halloween. Yeah. Um, which he's kind of touching on. Yeah, we're almost there as it is. Very timely. Yeah. Free, free um, fly fly basically. Right. Like, yeah, it's touching again kind of on nonconformity. Mm-hmm. Um we're kind of similar to how people are like why would I you, you know, we're kind of like this like what's the point of Valentine's Day? I can just express myself openly every day. I don't need it to be relegated to one day where I'm like, "Hey, I like you." <laughs> um I think this is kind of a similar vibe of like yeah, you're kind of non-conformity or, or really kind of expressing your true self is relegated only to Halloween one day a year. It's like, why not just do that every day? Or the Latter-day Saints, or not the Latter-day Saints, but the um, Jehovah's Witness saying, there's no birthday because every day should be about God. <laughs> but, um, right. But yeah, this <laughs> this song is about basically people just talking about Halloween to be something they can, ne- they can never be in real life, but why would you, why would you not be yourself, right? Um, yeah, and it's like... People are afraid to be themselves because of, I don't know, polite society. Yeah, yeah. Uh, American... Take your social regulations and shove them up your ass. Yeah, they basically just don't As Jello like Biafra yeah. says in this song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Um, nonconformity. Um, if you want to wear, you know, this pink pants and the whatever, we do it every day if you want to. Um, exactly. And it's, there are two lines in this one. I mean, I already mentioned the one before, but there's one he says, because your role is planned for you. Yeah. And it's kind of just like, yeah, you get that or you can be yourself. Yeah. And it's like, it's weird that people see you being yourself as like a Halloween costume now. You need to dress up for it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now that I'm working from home, excuse me, I'm wearing whatever the fuck I want, really. Yeah. Um, Halloween costumes every day. Every, yeah. I mean, have you figured out your Halloween costume, by the way? Uh, No. Okay. I have. You know, I mean, I'm not really going anywhere. So I know, I'm same, but still fun. Doing to dress whatever up. I want. It's still fun to dress up, right? Right. Me and Leah, uh, we have figured out Leah is going as Alice, and I'm Cheshire, Cheshire Cat. Nice. I'm You're a, not going to be the Wonderland. No, uh, if only it could be. 
But uh, my face to me dressed like body is one. <laughs> my face to me dressed like Peter Chris from Kiss. <laughs> so my face to <laughs> me paint up as. Um, but I do also have the purple outfit. But uh, let's go to Winnebago Worker. Yeah, which first Dead Kennedy song I ever heard? Glamping. <laughs> That's what yeah, it is. Pretty much. It's about- I wrote. I also wrote that on my thing of just like, it's kind of this like, you know, weird glamping thing versus nature and kind of like why even bother anymore and consumerism it's like it's like a yeah it might blame from consumerism just and i like doritos personally just want to say that i do too but i don't like feeding them to the bears it's like <laughs> this weird like you're not going camping you're invading nature with your like your home basically yeah yeah you're overindulgent and even worse now like 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 when the song was written in 1982 now people are like where's the wi-fi at this campsite <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah like, this is first, uh, it's it's beyond tents now. Now it's like you've got these huge uh, RVs that they've got like satellite dishes and all that stuff. And a lot of the areas that they go to camp with those are practically parking lots. Oh yeah, they're, they're and right. it's like why are you even camping? Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been camping before, um, mm. but uh, I, have I have very not. I had very bad Wi-Fi. Yeah, say. Oh my god! Yeah, poor thing. I know, right? Um, I was like, how do I figure out how to get back to the trail? People, your GPS on your phone, please. Um, no, but you'll die. It's true. Um, then we get to Riot, which is the slowest song on the record, the longest song on the record, and I think the most, the song on the record that I think is my favorite, actually. It, it was my favorite for the longest time, and it's it starts off the slowest, mm-hmm. and it... It has a structure almost like a kind of progressive rock song, I think, where it's like you have this opening movement, but I think like the whole thing is supposed to give you the feeling of being in one. Yeah, there's no, there's no vocals until about a minute ten in, and uh, and then a minute forty, that's when it actually picks up and it turns to yeah. a song that you'd think it would be. Um, but it's it's interesting. It's timely for one because that's not riots. And uh, people had different views. They said riots or, or protest, right? Um, right. I I more the idea that it was protest, and then there were some people smashing glass, right? Um, right. This song <laughs> is about uh, about being in a riot, about being someone there, and then realizing the next day maybe that's not the message we want to put across, right? Yeah, um, and it's uh, I think a big part of it is like the the people that deserve the the effort putting towards them it being protected by the police anyway so you end up turning around and just fucking up your own shit and yeah it's uh it's crazy <laughs> yeah you get you get manipulated into just doing your own stuff and uh i wrote down for the end uh tomorrow tomorrow your home was tonight's a blast and yeah and yeah it it's it's interesting that they're saying that the police want you to do this if you create a riot they don't. If it, there's a protest, they want to become a riot so they can color it, or the higher ups can color it the way they want it to seem. Exactly. As, and one of the lines they said, "The police can riot all that they want." That's true, and it's uh, the the trigger finger is one excuse. And um, it's, now. <laughs> I like this song a lot. It's probably my favorite song on the record. Uh, I love it, and it's it's something to think about for sure. Um. And it's timely as shit. I mean, yeah. I, I couldn't think of anything more timely than than Riot. 
and it's what seven minutes long, six minutes long, something like that. Something like that. It's it's definitely on the longer end. Yeah, I think it's the longest on the record. It's uh, I got this pulled up. It's uh, almost six minutes, so five minutes fifty eight seconds. Yeah. which is long. Which for is a, that's long for a punk song. That, that's like years. I for mean, a punk song. it's not it's not long for a Dead Kennedy song though. I mean, you listen to Frank and Christ, you know. Oh, I do know. It, it, Frank and Christ is such a weird record to me. It's bizarre. It is seriously a bizarre album that, like, the songs are all really long, and they're not really... There's not really any, like, punk-y songs on there. I don't know. It's it's a bizarre album. I like it. We're not talking about Frank Christ, though, even though we keep going back to it. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about... But now we're talking about Bleed For Me. Which is, like, basically Big Brother watching you. Um, it's... Pretty much. Yeah, it's a... It's and a, then coming after you. Yeah, surveillance, like... Uh, I mean, I, I don't... I'm not... <laughs> It's possible after this record, after this episode, we'll have the enemy. We'll have, we won't do another episode because we'll both be in confinement camps and our testicles being uh, <laughs> electrocuted. Because that's what this record's, this is what this song's about. Um, it yep. says, You've been here at the end of the state, come with me, building, then no one stops to watch. And so it's like basically being kidnapped by the government, tortured to say what you know. Um, yeah, this because was, you appear to be. A public enemy, which is really just a political dissident, I guess. You're most, it seems like an activist or a protester. They're going to come in and get you and torture you, and they're going to like it. <laughs> in 1982, everyone was worried about the Russians. So this song mentions the Russians a bit, but it really could be mm-hmm. mentioned with, with you know, anyone of uh, uh, who has ties to the Middle East now, right? Yeah, um, or what's 10 million dead if it's keeping out Antifa? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, Antifa. Uh I I'm honestly more worried about white supremacists than I am about the Antifa, personally. Just me. me too. Um but yeah, this that's what this song's about. It's also a punk song. It's it's Bill Joe Biafra being Joe Biafraist. But even though it says it's written by all of them, right? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I like I like the part on here, uh, the line that uh, when Cowboy Ronnie comes to town, works out his tongue at human rights. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, that's 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 a uh, old boy Ronnie Ronald Reagan, and uh, I'm not one of those people who yep. thinks he was amazing. I uh, Ronald yeah, Reagan I wouldn't like, expect it. Ronald Reagan supported. God awful. He supported the Khmer Rouge, uh, the Cambodian genocide, and mm-hmm. the apartheid, and so everyone's like, he's great. Was he really? Yeah, what did he do? Yeah, he didn't do shit. He 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 spoke. That's what he did. He basically set us up for where we're at now. Oh yeah, all the shit that's going on. Thanks, Ronnie. Yep. Um, Ron, Ronald and Margaret Thatcher. You know, yep. Ronnie and Mags. Um, if I were to photo quote, no effects. But um, yeah, there is a, a small section in this song that the guitar kind of sounds like. Is it six oh two five? Yeah, it does sound like that. That's exactly what I thought. The old, he's the old guitar player who kind of made some of the weirder stuff on Fresh Fruits for Rotting Vegetables. Until he really got into progressive rock. <laughs> and yeah. they kicked him out. Or you left, I guess. Right? Would you, you kick I think out? I think he left. I think he was mad that they weren't they didn't want to do progressive rock. Yeah, songs. this this is definitely not a progressive rock record. This is a punk rock record. Yeah. Or or, or also heard. new drummer on this album too. Oh yeah. And Fresh Fruit. Oh yeah, the mm-hmm. DH Plugger, right? That guy? Yeah. Okay. It used to be Ted. <laughs> just Ted. Fuck Ted. It was just Ted. <laughs> yeah. Um then we get the I am the Owl, which is almost the same song in the it's more about I mean this one's more kind of about um 
it's a little more jaunty as yeah, far as yeah. the the baseline goes. Um, but this is more just the surveillance side yeah. of stuff and like uh, setting the, up people. The loss of privacy. Yeah, you got your NSA, your Patriot Act, loss of loss of privacy, basically. Yeah, and it's it's also it's cynical. Uh, it, it, you know, for example, we got our girl in bed with you. You're on candid camera. We just unelected you. <laughs> exactly. Just we're going to use this to blackmail you. Um, there's a part in there about a, another thing that is very, uh, very topical is putting people in there who are there to start riots. You know, I think since who don't necessarily, who don't agree with the protest stuff that's happening, but just start doing things so we can change the narrative about what this thing you were doing was. It's interesting that, you know, the hippies and the folk movement and then the, mm-hmm. the punks seem to be a natural enemy of the hippies, but it's uh, sort of like that, the same goal almost like sort of like making things better, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Although, um, I, I've tried to look into it cause I was like, why do punks hate hippies so much? And a lot of it kind of came from like hippies didn't do anything. Okay. They just kind of said like, bro traditions are bad dude and it's like oh okay well what are you doing about it and it's like i'm being like hyper misogynistic bro <laughs> that yeah uh, it's it yeah it was just a whole thing yeah but yeah. um i really like i think the i guess the thesis statement of this song is uh, keep america free for clean living folks like me that's right <laughs> You want to go to the next song, which seems to be like the least political to me. That least end. political. It is my least favorite song on this album. Same. It's the only song on here I just flat out don't like. I yeah. skip it because then it gets into a really good song. Um, But hey, it's about people changing and growing apart. <laughs> yeah, I, I barely, I didn't write anything about this song because I, I found nothing remarkable about it. There was kind of something in there about like, Watching someone change, which, like, we kind of mentioned earlier about, like, wait, you used to own no effects CDs. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> so kind of people, punks dropping off or into the system. And written by East Bay Ray, which makes yep. sense. Because it... Um, uh, which I feel like East Bay Ray songs are pretty hit or miss. Yeah. Um, I Like, I don't like this one. I think he has one on Fresh Fruit that I'm not a big fan of, although he... He co-wrote the next song, which I'm eager to move on to because it's one of my favorites on the album. I think it's the one that starts sounds at least like a Dick Kenny song on this record. Uh, Moon Over Marin. Yeah, I agree, but i I like I like how different it is, mm-hmm. and it's like they can get catchy, but they can also still kind of have the biting commentary in there. Yeah, about this kind of like normalized world after basically the climate change bubble bursts. It's just like, Hey, shit fucking sucks now. Like now we can't go outside with gas masks on. <laughs> I, uh, I, all the animals are dead. Yeah. And one of the things I thought about this song is it sounds like this, uh, if it were me on the radio, this would be the song, which it, I, I think I have heard it almost was. Oh, really? Okay. That's the single. Biafra was like, nah, it's not the single. <laughs> it sounds like one. Like, cause the guitar in itself sounds like a guitar. I mean, not, not hair metal, but an eighties rock song. You know, like that's yeah. what I, the guitar, when I heard that, I'm like, this is, am I still listening to the same band until Joe Brothers <laughs> voice came in? I'm like, Oh, we are still listening to dead kidneys. I do. That's yeah. not to say I don't like, I like this song. 
But is it I your favorite? Is your favorite song on the record? It's not my favorite on the record, but it's like definitely like top three. Okay, it's a good it's song. It's one I sing very loudly in my car. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, do... have you have you ever been driving like 60, 70 miles an hour and singing singing "Sticky Glop" at the <laughs> top of your lungs? It's 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 a breathing. It hits sure. different. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure you're screaming it. Um, oh yeah, because <laughs> I am too. Uh, um, and then it ends with the, you kind of get the outro to the advice from Christmas past, yeah. um, which kind of hits you with the like, okay, cool. Well, you're done having your, your fit. Now you can go back and rejoin society. <laughs> yeah. You're done being a weirdo. Go, go back and conform. So if you're on Spotify, this is the point where you end it. And this is that piece. Yeah. This is. Plastic surgery disasters. Um, yeah, and this was kind of this happened because I I think I used to own this CD, the like manifesto version. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent a lot of money on that that later period stuff. And now I'm like <laughs> I'm not fucking buying any more of that. Yeah. Um, but it's like, hey, it's what I had access to when I was a teenager and didn't uh, didn't know what was going on in the um, suburbs. You know, like like yeah. When you're a kid, I don't I don't know about their fucking court battle in the 80s yeah i don't go to hot topic and buy no effects shirts anymore so i mean the first no effects shirt i got was from hot topic so like (laughs) so they at some point decided to roll in the in god we trust inc or incorporated into this album kind of like the if you guys did with repeater and three songs you know or uh 13 songs which is like two eps mushed together um Probably to give people the most bang for their buck when it came to records, I guess. Probably, but yeah, I, I mean, I have in God We Trust Inc. on vinyl, so it's like is I mean, it twelve inch album? Yeah, it's okay. still eight songs, but that yeah, they kind of just latch it on there. So it's like I did hear this album separate from it um, for a while, but they call an ep yeah you can stop there if you want i think it's a decent ep it's pretty good it's it leans very hard into just like this is a straight up hardcore punk album oh yeah i'm not i'm not saying i'm not saying that you shouldn't listen to it in god we trust incorporated i'm just saying if you want to listen to only plastic disasters as a piece yeah this is that this is that record and it is fantastic this is the my favorite dead kennedy's album better than fresh fruit better than um frankenchrist I think and way better than Bedtime for Democracy, mm-hmm. which I've never even made it all the way through. I hate that album. Yeah, and I think that they made it just to satisfy their record contract, I think, with the Faulty Products, which is a... Maybe? I don't know. I feel like at that point they were on Alternative Tentacles, but they were kind of on the out at that point. Yeah, they I think they broke up during the recording of that yeah, album. Yeah, um, but I, I like this record a lot. I'm glad that you brought it, which is... Uh, I'm going to revisit this one a lot. Honestly. Awesome. Yeah. You continue to revisit it constantly. <laughs> so we're going to go it. through Dead Kennedys. This is your favorite, right? Yep. What's your second favorite? Um, it, It's hard. I hold a lot of nostalgia for Frankenchrist. Uh-huh. But upon listening to it, it's kind of like, I don't really like a lot of these songs. <laughs> but the songs I do like, I really like. Yeah. Um, So I feel like Fresh Fruit is more consistent. Mm-hmm. But Frankenchrist is higher highs. Okay, gotcha. If that makes so, I don't know. Yeah. But the 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 short answer is I don't know. Well, the short after, answer is after that, plastic is surgery the best, disasters. I don't know. The best answer is that Kenny's uh, plastic surgery disasters 
is your favorite DK record. Exactly. Yeah. Probably my favorite punk album. Okay. That's, that's In a general. strong statement. Yeah. But I think you were a strong man. <laughs> strong man, strong statement. <laughs> Uh, what's on, I guess, to what I chose, right? I think, yeah, I would, I would love to hear what you brought. What'd you get? What'd I you brought Propagandi's Let's Talk More Rock. Um, which is funny because the actual weird booklet, well, uh, I'll get into that later. Um, let's talk, Propagandi, punk band started in 1986. They didn't release their first record until 1993. And Let's Talk More Rock is their first, second, or I'm sorry, the second property studio record released on, uh, Fat Mike's, Fat Rick. Courts or Fat Records. Um, mm-hmm. They are from Canada, Manitoba, to be uh, exact. And um, <laughs> they are extremely political. Um, I would say so. Yeah. I uh, I almost, uh, there's a record after that's called um, Today's Empire is Tomorrow's Ashes, which I almost picked, but I talked to my brother, who I have a twin brother, guys. Uh, spoiler alert. And he was like, Twins, Basil. Twins, <laughs> yeah, and so, uh, and so I mentioned that I was gonna choose this for the next episode. And he goes, Dude, you should do less talk more rock. And that, be fair, until about like two weeks ago, I wasn't really familiar with this record, and then I listened to it. And I'm like, Well, fuck yeah, it has to be on here, of course. Um, uh, Propagandi over the years, they've gone from more like punk to like technical metal. Like if you listen to new stuff, interesting. If you listen to their newest records, it's straight up technical metal, but it's no less biting when it comes to politics because their record, this record, three fourths or ninety percent of it is about politics. Uh, this one, mm-hmm. uh, but most of the records are. Um, but I, I want to talk more about it when we get into it. But uh, propaganda, uh, if you haven't heard of propaganda, what what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, uh, you weren't a punk kid, yeah, in the early 2000s. Uh, if you didn't listen to Propaganda, that was the only way I heard about them. The, 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 um, if you didn't listen to Propaganda, you probably listen to Anna Flag. Um, Anna Flag, what did I say about Anna Flag? Because I almost chose them, but I decided not to. Um, they're pure corporate punk, huh? Corporate punk, yeah, because they signed up. Rancid probably hang out. I know. So, Anna Flag, they were, <laughs> they, they're kind of puerile, infantile, and they don't, they, they have a few bangers, but, but then they sound RCA and they said to get their message. The only out. song by anti-flag I know is like, you gotta die for your government. Uh, off their first record. Yeah. Yeah. Something that like shit. that. That's the only song of theirs I ever heard. I was like, this fucking sucks. They don't have anything to say except the through ones that every punk rock kid says in their basement, listening to their parents while they're making dinner. You know, like, like, yeah, what it, I think to me, what it sounded like for the one song or maybe a couple other songs I heard, it was like, it's the early 2000s. What if we just did Sex Pistols again? And yeah. It's like, no, they, it was bad the first time around. Don't do it again. So there are a few songs by FI, like, like, uh, This Machine Kills Fascist, which is what it sounded. Woody Guthrie's guitar when he was playing. But that, right. that's a banger of a song. Uh, I'll Project for New American Century is a banger of a song. But they don't have a lot to say. The only thing, the, the one thing is the duo of Man of Flag, and you can shit on me for that. The third record on your network actually gives a list in the liner notes of alternative press that you can listen to or watch the, besides CNN, uh-huh. ABC, CBS, all that, all that shit back in the, back in during 2004 when the state it was re- literally state media. <laughs> like, like, uh, like, um, we, we invaded Iraq because the approval rating was high. 
one hundred percent. Yeah, and, and I was always against it. And I remember Same. I was watching the news with my father, and I like my dad, just so you guys know. But um, uh, <laughs> we, this was right before George Bush announced that he was in a invade Iraq. Uh, but he it the news made a point to mention that Bush took out his dog, you know, to to go potty or whatever. And I was like, what does that mean? Dad goes, oh, that means he's content with this decision. Right? I hated Bush. In 2004, it was the first year I could vote, and I campaigned against him. Obviously, it didn't work. Um, <laughs> I campaigned as in, I went to shows and got people in Texas, fucking Texas, <laughs> where, where Bush was a governor, can't, uh, getting people registered to vote. Um, yeah. Also, that year, Fat Man probably made the big worst decision of his life and, sub- and actually, like, Supported John Kerry openly, met him, played bass in front of him, that sort of thing. And um, <laughs> and Propaganda fucking got on to his shit about it. And uh, they released Propaganda's next record after they talked shit on Fat Mike. So, nice. Fat Mike had no effects. Anyway, Propaganda. Um, I heard, I, I first came to my radar with uh, today's Empire of Tomorrow's Ashes, um, which is, if you didn't know, was released on Soviet red vinyl. <laughs> when it came out, <laughs> uh, but when it comes to this um record, this is um the one my brother uh brought to me and said this is what we should talk about. Um, I'm gonna give you guys ten seconds to pull up Spotify or pull up this record or go to your record store, or go to your record store and pick it up. Uh, obviously wear a mask. <laughs> and um, please, yeah, and uh, we'll please be back. Wear a mask. We'll be. Uh, we're gonna play a little snippet of the record. And then we'll be back in uh, about 10 seconds. So we'll start now. Uh, this is Propaganda's Let's Talk More Rock. Stop consuming animals. I'm gonna find what is recognized. And bring your stupid friends along The opinions expressed in the following message are those of the Shell Petroleum Company and in no way misrepresent the business interests of the corporate-owned media in which it originally appeared. People have the right to the truth, unvarnished, even uncomfortable, but never... A former nemesis, a woman of the nation state, a person race, a former new bed, now a concentrate. Try again, but now we'll confuse what is class war. Is it class war? Yes, this is class war. Skins. You can wear my 
nuts on your Nazi chins. That was probably Gandhi's Let's Talk More Rock. I want to say and something. There was, there was a lot of talking and uh, a lot of rocking. Yeah, there was. So, uh, I mean, that's obviously a joke, right? Let's Talk More Rock. I want to also mention right. that in the record, there is an insert. There's six essays in it, right? In the insert, like a manifesto, right? Yeah, I'm going to bring it out right now. This all is right, all. So, we're going to go ahead and read this front to back. <laughs> <No>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first, the, the, I'm going to go through the topic. One talks about. Um, of women's rights. One talks about uh, nation states. One talks about the religion. One talks about um, money and politics, like one dollar, one vote. Uh, one is about veganism, and which makes me feel guilty when I read it. And one is about um, homophobia. Mm-hmm. When no, oh, I'm sorry. When propaganda first started playing, when they first released their first record, they saw a lot of people that shows they don't want their shows. Um, and, and, and if you look at this, like, like skaters, jocks, and, like, surfers, which, I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, they, they, But they noticed a lot of people that didn't share their views. So I'm going to show you right. the front cover of this record. And if you see the, the, the outline of it, it says, animal-friendly, anti-fascist, gay-positive, and pro-feminist, right? And that's all around the record. And that was... Oh, nice. And that's all what they said, basically saying, this is what we're about. This is... And if... If you um are here and you, if you're anti-gay, if you're not pro-feminist, if you're if you're a fascist, and if you are, if you hate animals, I guess you shouldn't be here. They were yeah. And so it reminds me of In Bloom. Do you remember that song In Bloom and Nirvana? It was kind of like mm-hmm. the same thing, but uh, Propagandi are straight up. Um, the, of all the bands I listen to. They are most overtly political, um, and if you were, I, I wish, really wish you had the um, record so you could read this shit. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'll I'll have to look it up. Um, I, I do want to mention propaganda. Uh, propaganda. Their um, their members at the time, which uh, were consisted of Chris Hanna, um, who has basically been there since the beginning, and then um, an artist who I still really like to this day. I mean. John K. Sampson, who played bass. John K. Sampson now does, uh, have you ever heard the Weaker Thans? The who? The Weaker Thans. They're like a, uh-uh. they were kind of like a, um, not a punk rock band, but they're like an indie band. Uh, that not John a punk K. rock Sampson. band, they're a new wave band. <laughs> yeah, they're an indie band. Uh, John K. Sampson started, um, and he's not in it. Um, but you, you can also look at this and tell which songs that John K. Sampson wrote and didn't, and and the ones he didn't, obviously. But at the time, the propaganda consisted of... Uh, shit, sorry. I gotta pull this up, because um, they've changed <laughs> since then. But the time it was John K. Sampson and Chris Hanna, basically, were the main two people in this band. And, uh, and uh, Jordan, George Samalski, who played drums. Uh, at the time, the Let's Talk More came out, they were a trio. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to read the quote that they said uh, about this yeah. record. Quote me up. When how to clean? This is by Chris Hanna. When how to clean 
Hattel Clean came out. We had no idea anyone would like it. And then we went and played some shows, and all of a sudden, oh, who are all these fucking jocks and skaters and surfers here? Fuck them, says Hannah. Let's draw a line in the sand. Let's make sure we're not misunderstood. We have these values. Let's make sure nobody misunderstands them, even if it separates the wheat from the chaff, where the chaff and it's just us. Let's lay down on the table. So this is their second record. Second full length. Came out fat wreck. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to strip ask you, what did you think of this record? I loved it. <laughs> right? Yeah, so I I originally, when you sent it to me, um, telling me what it was, I was like, fuck, I hate propaganda. <laughs> but I it was me misremembering, because I had a friend in high school who was really into three bands, mm-hmm. Anti-Flag, Propagandi, and SNFU. And I was like, so I kind of lumped them in as like, damn it, I hate those bands. <laughs> I do not like them. I thought they were like going to be SNFU. And then I listened to this and I was like, oh, wait, it's actually good. Yeah. Good. Um, so <laughs> And it did make me think while I was listening to it, like, maybe I should have gone more radical with mine. I had a couple <laughs> other more radically political uh, albums. We're like, nah, I gotta, I gotta do... I mean, any rage record, right? Because, I mean, honestly, I run ups for this for any rage record, right? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. uh, Bulls on Parade. I'm not Bulls on Parade, but, you know, Evil Empire or Battle of Los Angeles. But, um, I was, I I was, after this, I was like, fuck, I should have done Leftover Crack. (laughs) (laughs) Choking victim. (laughs) Um, but, uh, Propaganda, man, uh, I, I I wasn't familiar with this record. I was familiar with the other ones, but I wasn't familiar exactly how this is both um, abrasive, but straight up fucking badass at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. They they covered a lot more of the political spectrum than you usually get. Oh. It was like they really delve into kind of like anti homophobia, uh, feminism, and sexuality, you, things like that. They even used to determine. I haven't heard this recently. Which is heterosexism. Um, mm-hmm. in a, if you guys don't know what heterosexism is, um, it's it's basically saying that one orientation is better than the other. Like or the right. hetero or being straight is better than being gay. Like sort of saying that, you know, for example, if you were adopt a child saying that they need a mother and father, they need this traditional unit. And saying that being yeah. makes you heterosexist. Um and I somehow I haven't listened I haven't heard in a long time. Have heard it, but um it's uh this was released in 1996, so a lot of time these these messages in here were radical as fuck. Like people weren't talking like this nowadays. And when it comes to at least the people I I talk to and hang out with, these are straight up accepted ideas, right? And that they're exactly and that they were a sticking point when uh, I don't know about you, but I voted in the uh, in the primaries where I voted for Bernie Sanders. Because he mm-hmm. re- he basically was about all these things, um, right? Now we're stuck with Joe Biden, I guess. Because I even look, I got my I got my mail about over here. There are three mm-hmm. candidates, and one of the other ones libertarian. And I'm not going to definitely definitely not going to vote for libertarian. And I'm not going to vote for about. Trump. So I'm stuck with Biden and Harris. But um, <laughs> sorry guys, I just I I'm voting. I'm just not happy about it. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> But uh, I got my uh, my little mail-in thingy from the uh, like the something like Kansas for voters mm-hmm. or something like that. But I have a above average voting record. I just have average, but I've been how voting. often I vote? I've been voting uh, in local elections and shit. But I don't know what the anyway. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, I'm actually gonna fill it. I'm actually gonna drop it off in front of the Johnson County Election Office. I'm not mailing that shit in. I'm gonna drop mm-hmm. it off. But um, anyway, uh, uh, do you just want to get into it? Let's just go let's track get by into track. It. So the first song is called apparently a PC fascist quote in parentheses because they care about both human and non-human animals. Uh, yeah. uh, I this song, a lot of these songs I didn't write the full the full title on because the song's like forty seconds long and it took me fifty seconds to write the title of it. Yeah, a lot of songs are straight straight punk songs. Um, uh, th- this first song is basically about veganism, right? About, about yeah. animal and, animal rights. Yeah, you know consumption and brutality. But it also, but it also talks. It's also pointing fingers in the punk scene almost, like to people at their shows, sort of saying. I thought we shared these ideas, but I guess we don't. But it's yeah. I it's, thought you were. I thought you were radical. I thought you were cool, man. You're not. <laughs> I thought you were fam, but it turned. I thought you were bay, but it just turns out turns out you're just fam. But this is a record that doesn't talk down on people. This is a record that that one says we can do this together. And also, I was just mm-hmm. as stupid as you at one point. Like, like exactly. That's why. That's why I really. But he even says he's not calling them stupid. He no. says you're not stupid. You're just selfish. <laughs> you're asleep. Like, your you can't. We, he. We are kind of getting to the point. It's like where you can't claim ignorance on a lot of this stuff anymore. Oh, it's not just anymore. Like you made the decision at some point. But but they do say that you can you can you can um grow together. It does mention that. Mm-hmm. Uh, make this shithole planet better. Um, uh, and so this record that when, when I saw that, like we can grow together, I was like, okay, propaganda aren't chastising you. They're saying we can do this together. We can, we can, um, we can make the world a better place and you're, it's not too late for you. You know? Uh, yeah. And it's, it's kind of different than what dead King's record was, which is just pointing a light at pointing a spotlight at the shitty things in American politics. This one's different when actually, it actually offers you a way in. and uh, It does. It kind of, it offers solutions, which mm-hmm. I feel like was kind of a thing in early 2000s punk mm-hmm. where it was, earlier stuff was like, we're just going to kind of tear stuff down and like you said, point a light at stuff where this was like, we're going to point a light, but it's like, we're going to tell you how to get out of this. In the weird booklet, they have one, two, three, four, they have about eight periodicals and any active organizations that you can support. Um, yeah. The one that I want to point out, uh, talk about right now is akpress.org. It is a, um, is it an It says worker run, collectively managed anarchist publishing and distribution since 1990. Has a lot of wow. free stuff on there. Has topics all the way from anarchism to young readers. Um, <laughs> and in between there, of course, LGBT and feminism, gender, uh, and indigenous struggle. All the stuff that's, Fantastic, uh, fantastic site to find things that will in will let you in. They'll uh, right. help you out in that. And it also there's a friends of AK, which brings you to a bunch of other places that will um, that will help you if you're wanting to make a difference or get more um, educated about the things that propaganda and a bunch of other people think about. I'm sure like. In Dallas, there's a place called 1919 People. Their bookstore there was an anarchist bookstore. <laughs> like, you could go inside and <laughs> basically take a book. <laughs> wow. Um, but, yeah, let's get to back to the record. Um, I mean, I could go into a Barnes & Noble and just take a book, too. Yeah, yeah but then you get arrested <laughs> <laughs> for shoplifting, whatever that means. <laughs> I'm not that strong. The next song is called Nailing Descartes to a Wall. 
Also, parentheses liquid meat is still meat murder. is still murder. What uh, guys? Meat is murder is also something that um, the Smith said, led by Morrissey, who was straight up a fascist. If you guys didn't know, <laughs> Morrissey yeah, Morrissey crazy. is murder. Yeah, Mar- but um, th- the first line of this song is "Stop consuming animals." Um, yeah, I I love that they just go right into. It, it almost plays off kind of like a joke, like, okay, here's our first song about veganism. This will be the veganism, the vegan song on the record. And then you get to the next song, it's like, guess what, guys? Round two, still murder. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it makes me feel guilty, you know, like, like, because I, I straight up agree with most of, most of the things they're saying. But I think um, of this song where it talks about, you know, uh, but you can't have tonight, me still murder, dare still rape. Um, there's. Uh-huh. After that, it says, I'm still as stupid as anyone, but I know my mistakes. I think that line is the most important line in the song. You know? Yeah. Well, I also, for me, I felt like the one that was important was uh, I have recognized one form of oppression, and now I recognize the rest. Yeah, there's a lot of great one-liners in this record Mm -hmm. because no matter how you cut it, this is a – they're speaking truths, and you're blind if you can't see it. Exactly. But, uh, You're selfish because you decide not to. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to the next record, the next song in here. Because they're all about a minute The and titular half. track. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk. Let's talk more rock. Um, and I'm going to pull my notes on this one. So um, this is a song that makes it abundantly clear what they're saying. Like like I mentioned earlier. Um, but this song also, it's it's funny because they're saying, hey, you know that jockey your show? The toughest dude haven't danced this song about being gay, <laughs> or like this yeah. song about my experiences uh, growing up sexually, and then mm-hmm. are they still going to dance? Are they still going to be there? You know, like, and so that's what this song basically does. It's it's basically poking fun at that dude who's a homophobe, saying this is why I did, and I'm not ashamed of it. Here, exactly, poke, poking the bear. <laughs> yeah, pump your fist. What is it? We wrote this song because it's fucking boring. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's rocking songs for the dumb kids to sing along to. Yeah, and I, the last four lines says, all the fists in the world can't save you now because you dance to this, you drink to me and my sexuality with your hands down my pants by transistive property. Which, mm-hmm. And that's a great song. It's a punk as funk song. Most of the songs in here are punk as funk. I can't think of one song. I would say all of them are. Right. And then we get to Anchorless, which is um the first John K. Sampson song on this record. He's done two. It's very pop punk. Yeah, it's very pop punk. There's lots of a melody. Um, and this song really isn't um, really isn't not really a message in the song. It's more about it's more about family and people you wish you knew. And uh, John K. Sampson. I think I think there's a there's a little bit of a message in here yeah. about like kind of looking at a person who has died, who is dying, who guess held back didn't really get to express themselves openly and how like okay well i'm not gonna do that they they kind of wasted their time that they had not doing that if you notice the the reference is a lot of things like because the southern manitoba prairie and all that and that's a mm-hmm. very john key samson thing um i'm a big fan of john key samson now you know 25 there years. is something later on that like i know he specifically references manitoba in here but there's a part on this album where i was like Oh yeah, they're Canadian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it later, yeah. but but not, is... not that I not that I have anything against Canadians, but it's definitely like there's a specific stereotype that comes up, and it comes up later, and it's just like, 
Oh yeah, yeah. There it is. So Anchorless is a, it's a good song. I, I think I was, I thought I liked it quite a bit. But it's really, definitely the poppiest song on the record, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, Although I think they wanted less talk, more rock to be. But. Yeah, both of both the songs by Jackie and Jensen are mm-hmm. kind of out of place when it comes to the rest of the record. <laughs> They're good songs, but they don't, I'm not sure they belong here. Um, right. But then we get into like the hardest punk song on the record, hardcore punk. Um, Rio de San- Santa Atlanta, Manitoba. Uh, mm-hmm. And this this song was, uh, I mean, like I wrote down oppression. <laughs> that's yep. that's what this song's about. It's basically keeping um, the poor people out of the part where the upper middle class uh, can feel comfortable. You know exactly. And it's kind of I think they point out that like that this everyone kind of pretends like their city is different and it's a different thing, but it's like this is happening in every city yeah. like it's just a thing it's people who make the laws are using their pens and their ideas to uh i protect in quotes the middle class um yeah, yeah. and in the last there's two ones in here like it says and convince themselves that the trickle down will solve this poverty which uh we all know that i mean i know and i'm sure you know that reganomics trickle down trickle down economics has not worked bullshit yeah. yeah, and then never. the last line is which says, I think that's what's so crazy about listening to this one. Like, I our stuff has a really good spectrum here of mm-hmm. like, my stuff is from the early '80s and it still holds up. We're still seeing the same bullshit happening. Mm-hmm. And then we listen to yours, which is more contemporary, but from a completely different country that I feel like we don't really know the politics of. And they they're dealing with trickle down. Yeah, like I thought that was a specifically American thing. Yeah, and it's like oh no, they've tried to sell this elsewhere too. And uh. The last line of the song says the system cannot be reformed, which basically means we need to destroy the system. <laughs> That's what that means. Um, and they talk a little bit about the difference between violence and activism a little later on in this record. But um, the next one is a public disservice announcement from Shell, which is a really interesting song. It's not really a song. It's basically, but it's hilarious and sad. Because what yeah. it is, it's, uh, it's from an advertisement from the Shell Corporation. Right, and uh, going. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, and I I would recommend if you're listening anything on this record, you can listen to this and then make your own opinion. But they make it. Yeah, but it's they use their own words. They're they're not they're not really doing anything beyond playing some music and some noises behind it. So it's like they're not misrepresenting words here. They're saying exactly what they said. It's kind of like Daniel Trump (laughs) in the way that they use use the words they said, and you're like, well, this is all bullshit. And it's weird. Yeah, it's like it's so callous and crass and just like very and, cold. And you're like, yeah, I, I'm like, I can't believe this actually happened. <laughs> this was actually an advertisement. So, somebody know? okayed this, yeah. which was basically, I'm trying to remember what all they said, but it's basically like them trying to justify their greed and like doing just awful, god awful stuff. And by the way, it also says, um, some it says, um, politics. It's the business of governors, governments, and politicians, but they forgot to say, oh, and corporations like us. Right. Because if you think that corporations aren't controlling the things we see, read, or listen to, you are out of your fucking mind. Exactly. Um, you need to wake up, sheep, or whatever. Um, <laughs> but let's, uh, let's move on to, uh, and we thought nation states were a bad idea, which is, mm-hmm. which is beta, basically one of the things in this, Six manifesto thing about since countries jump right and uh, anti flag is sort of the same way sort of anti flag nation against nation states 
and like uh, both you and I have problems with Aflag, but this is a song basically. Um, it's it's about colonialism. It's about the one percent. It's about how we're being told what to believe, and and that now as we're grown up now, you and I, we're grown ups mm-hmm. now, and uh, and we we're, we're barely grown up, and we have to worry about the shit that these fuckers did to us. Like now, exactly. we're stuck in this. We're stuck in this. It's kind of it's this this new system that I think they say it in like three words in it. You're born, you're hired, and then you're disposed of. Like that's that's just life now. Those are the three stages of life. You're born, you're hired, then you're dead. And it, it talks about classism, which is something that I don't think a lot of bands talk about enough or bands who consider themselves political don't talk about classism. Because it, it, uh, it, it's so easy to talk about just this nebulous man, the yeah, man. Yeah, but... This, He's doing this. But it says public is subsidized, privately, privately profitable. The problem with mm-hmm. the problem with um, I hate to the problem with capitalism is that it's all about the bottom line, right? And it's not you about gotten us on some NSA watch list now. Yeah, uh, it's it's all about the bottom line. It's all about making money. And when you make money, it's and I'm I'm completely against the worship of money. I think it's one of the most disgusting things about the U.S. society is the worship the uh, mm-hmm. worship of, uh, worship of money, right? And that's the problem with capitalism is that it's about the bottom line. We have our money. You just want to make more of it. Right. And this song is basically saying, um, yeah, money is not in the best interest of, you know, your neighbor next door. They're not exactly. These corporations don't have your pointing out this thing of like displaying the bullshit displays of class loyalties. Just like you're so, comfortable i guess or mm-hmm. so proud of your whatever class you find yourself in that you just you'll beat down the classes below you yeah and so i know there's castes in india the caste system and mm-hmm. there is a version of that in north america <laughs> oh yeah yeah and so um and you know i'm not i'm not later on in this record they talk about acknowledging their privilege but i'm gonna say it right before i acknowledge my privilege that i can say this without um black boots beating down my door but I do think I have a right to say something. We all right. do. And you should. Um, we'll move on to the next song. Uh, called I Was a Preteen McCarthyist. Which is <laughs> it's really the most um politi- uh, most personal political song on the record. Um it's about jingoism, right? Um, yeah. Or you know, indoctrinating kids into just like, okay, cool. This this is the system, you have to love it now. Yeah, one of the things I like about it is in grade three, I had written a composition about the global threat of communism, which is insane to to I think to um to have a child uh, have an idea what communism because it's basically just indoctrinating children into genius thoughts, into uh, thinking that other people who have different beliefs are a subhuman, they're yep. evil, and I, I remember when I was in high school, uh, they, I got from the class, someone asked me what I believed, right? Like, uh, what believed um, religiously. I told them that I hadn't made up my mind yet, because I don't think that I should be brought to believe something. I believe I should think for myself. Yeah. And um, that was received, no one said anything. It was silent, right? And I don't think I was saying anything important. It's just something that I thought. 
and I, I think the song is sort of saying, um, like, uh, the, the narrator of this song is basically saying that, that he was, he's better off believing than having these horrible thoughts tainting his brain, um, about, um, you know, he identified with this, a lot of people will talk about identifying with a country, which is ridiculous. Like, right. I, you know, like I'm, I was born here. I didn't choose to come here. Not saying that I don't, I'm not glad I'm here. I'm just saying that, that being, being jingoistic about a country that I was understand is a ridiculous notion. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's what this song is about. And, um, I, I couldn't agree more. Honestly. And you should, you know, if you jump ship, you either, uh, what does it say? Swim for the shore or drown. Mm-hmm. Don't let the fuckers drag you down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, then we get into uh, I w- a resisting tyrannical government, which is one the one where they talk about a lot about hockey. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I was talking about. It's like, oh yeah, they're Canadian. Yeah, this song because has... it's like you all you never hear it like sincerely in like American punk rock where they're like football's a good analogy for stuff, <laughs> but it's like hearing a very earnest hockey analogy in a punk song is like. What? Yeah. Excuse me. There's a song two records later where they talk about like hockey straight up. Like they say they would the same so much. We hardly fucking stand it. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, this record, um, this, this song, it uses things like, uh, uh, where the Oilers, um, Jesus says, Gretzky scores, play the man, not the puck. <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's basically again about, um, about uh, G7. Like, for example, they have a record company now. It's probably called the G7 Walking Committee. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, this is this is a song, again, about like eating the ring, eating how uh, the government doesn't have the best interests at heart. And yeah. uh, the last line of this, the last stanza of this, of this record, um, the last, I don't know, five lines, that's what they talk about. They recognize their privilege as being white heterosexual men. Yeah. Right? I, I love the line of like, I have the luxury of biting the hand that feeds that. But that's why exactly why privileged folks like me should feel obliged to whine, kick and scream until everyone has everything that they need. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, uh, I, there is a part in this song that I think makes a really interesting point of like, it, it's kind of like asking for, you know, nonviolence and stuff like that. Cause it's like, if you go and basically more or less be a terrorist, <laughs> they're going to use that against us as something that like, they're going to point at you and be like, look, they're violent. Look at them being violent. Oh, 100%. And it's, this record has so much to say. And I, when next time we're hanging out, I'm going to bring this actual, I'll bring this, the insert that you can read. Yeah. At least. And I'll sit quietly and read while you look at me. Well, actually I just, you can read it when I'm not there. If you want to, um, <laughs> I'll leave it with you. Um, but we'll move on to the next song. Gifts is not a John K. Samson song, which yeah, is, it's just it's not really political, but it's kind of about growing older. Yeah, growing older and with this friend you had growing solo. up. Yeah, this friend you had growing up where they are now. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it also you know it says slightly insane like eighteen North Main. Um, John K. Samson this is in a lot of his songs. He'll reference certain points, certain roads, certain landmarks, especially in Canada because where they're from. Um, right. And uh, this song, it's, it's. I like this song. It just seems out of place on this record. Yeah, yeah. 
but um, I don't have much. I didn't really have much to say about this one. I'm just kind of like, okay. I just wrote down when I was like, young. Dot, say dot, more dot. political things, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we do in the next song. The only good fascist yeah, is a very dead fascist. The great title. Yeah. And it's kind of coming at it from this, like, uh, I, this was my favorite on the album. Oh yeah. It's, um, it's so fucking angry too. Yeah. Just this, like, why are you so proud of this? Like white heritage thing. All you've done with it is make capitalism, slavery, genocide, and sitcoms. <laughs> I, like, I'm, I'm going to read the first. What are you proud of? I'm going to wear the first. I'm going to read the first stanza. Swastikas and Kairobes, sexist, racist, homophobes, Aryan nations and Hammerskins. You're wearing my nuts on your Nazi chins. <laughs> and then uh, the next line is, I love a man in uniform. Which, to me, it's just, I mean, fuck, like, if you're going to have, it's so fucking angry, it's so good. And it's in a minute and 11 mm-hmm. seconds. It's a punk as fuck song. You know? It's great. Oh, uh, well, And they, they kind of do this, like, they do the first part, and then the middle part, and then they repeat the first part, and that's it. That's what yeah. you get. Yeah, and that, there's your song. It's three parts, and it's fucking great. I love the song, and yep. I mean, I don't think you can argue with it either. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, unless you're an Aryan nation, Hammerskin, sex, straight, homophobe, or a clan robe, or where. Um, but um, let's <laughs> let's get to um, a people's history of the world, which is based off of people's history of the United States by Howard Zinn. Um, yeah, which, which I, you were you were kind of mentioning something about this song earlier about these walls that are built up around. Education, yeah, mono, and mon- knowledge, monopolization of knowledge. This song is the only one that's a little outdated now because we all have this access to knowledge now, based on the internet. Um, yeah, depends but if, if you want to take advantage the of the system it. around having enough money to yeah. attend a college, yeah. to teach you the stuff that you can find on the internet. Yeah, and so this song is basically about the monopolization of knowledge and how and how up until even now uh, the the elite of the in the, I guess the man, the yeah, <laughs> I mean, that I, man, that man, he's everywhere. Um, uh, basically saying that they've kept this knowledge from you because if you knew the truth, you'd fucking be pissed off. Um, oh yeah, that explains why from the ages of 50, uh, fourteen into now, I've been pissed off. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I've been angry about this for as long as I can remember. Um, they won't teach the people who will do something about it. No. Um, it says, so if our schools won't teach us, we teach ourselves to analyze and understand the systems of thought control. Um, so, yeah, fuck yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, you have access to information that will help you um, change the world around you. You definitely should. And if all you can do is vote this election, fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, I I know that you're, th- you think your vote may not count, but let's. I thought that way for a long time, but if we come out in big enough numbers, they can't ignore it. No, and we. So I I know I'm being sort of, uh, serious and not fun, but do fucking something. Don't, we'll make fart jokes later. Yeah, well, yeah. Don't I, worry. Yeah, we'll make don't, some doo doo gags. I I got some, I got some stuff queued up for the next episode. Arts and all that, but um, for for this episode, I'm keeping it pretty pretty bland on the sound effects. So I think it's too important to bring. In, I think this is too important. Uh, which brings us to the next line, this the next song, the state lottery. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has a it has a the first the first minute and a half is an excerpt from Noam Chomsky's on democracy and education, 
Um, I'm a big Noam Chomsky fan. Do you, are you familiar with his work? Uh, familiar enough. Yeah, uh, he is. <laughs> he can be. He can be. A, he can sleep. You can. A lot of people fall asleep listening to him. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, he uh, has a lot of things to say about about capitalism, about the current U.S. system, and I think it's interesting. If you don't know his stuff, it's interesting to definitely read about. And you can go listen to my Emilianopolis after that if you want to. But um, yeah, this <laughs> this song is it's again about fucking acting. Um, yeah, there was there's a really interesting idea on it about like it's called state lottery because it's the dude is watching politicians be really excited about winning their elections like they mm-hmm. won the lottery and it's like what are they so happy about they're they didn't they didn't win anything their their job is supposed to be hard they yeah. are they're not celebrities they're public service people so it's like there's that little bit of like doubt or suspicion that grows when it's like well what are they so happy what are they gaining out of this that would make them this happy one of the things that Bernie Sanders said when if he got elected is that once he elected that's that's where the work begins right mm-hmm. and that's how I feel like all politicians act when they get elected, that's when the work begins. That's when you that just because they won doesn't mean shit. Exactly. Which, when you get in, they need everyone's help, and yeah. So when you win, that's not the end all be all. You have shit to do after that. And the and politicians even nowadays, I don't know if you've seen Trump talking about his ratings about all that shit that does not matter when it comes to governing a country. You're not a celebrity. No, I mean he thinks you are he a. I know, and I I firmly stand by. I don't think politicians should be celebrities. Either start off as celebrities and get into politics, or um, be something that turns into a celebrity. Like yeah. there, and this is on both sides. People who um, have like comic books based on them, and it's like guys, cut it out. Yeah. It's like why are why are we making them celebrities? They need to be doing their jobs, right? And then we get into the final song, which is about gender politics, basically. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 about basically um, societal norms and what what people teach you is right and wrong. It's yeah, mis- kind of how sex is taught and understood mis- by the population. Misplaced shame over what you feel. Mm-hmm. And there's God. There's such a good line on this one about uh, there's a difference between sexism and sexuality. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a song that I don't know why it resonates so much with me. It does though. Um, it's a good song. It's a with great good song. Uh, it, the narrator is also recognizing how it's shaped him, too. Yeah. Um, I like the line: "Baby racism needs to be redefined." But um, but so it says sex has been stored and vilified and scared my attraction to body types. If everything desires is objectified. Maybe eroticism needs to be redefined, and I, I don't know if people how feel 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 about pornography, but if you're gonna watch it, at least try to find a woman woman positive pornography. Exactly. Um, it's out there, and you can find it. Um, but uh, in the last line, it's "I refuse to be a man," which talks about a uh, book by John John Stoltenberg called "Refuse to Be a Man: Essays on Sex and Justice," and I recommend you seek it out. To read because it's a pretty enlightening read. I did a little bit mm-hmm. of it before I did the episode. And, uh, 
I, I like I have to check it out. And probably on the, uh, the, the the only two records I know by them are this one and Today's Empires and Tomorrow's Ashes. But like I said, akpress.org is where you can find a lot of stuff where they um that has a lot of interesting uh enlightening reading. And it's not all mm-hmm. it's it's you know, that's stuff for young adults too, like young readers, you know. Um but this record, Let's Talk More Rock, to me it's an important record. And it's more it's great. And it's it's more uh relevant than it has ever been. I think exactly. I think with it being a little bit more contemporary with, you know, more contemporary mixing and mastering and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and more contemporary politics, it, it might make it a little bit, a little bit easier, a little better access point for someone into the political punk stuff in this day and age. It's killer music. It's killer punk. And it's good. Yeah. And it's good. But I, there is a certain, there's like a hurdle, I think, with listening to older stuff. Yeah. But I think not that Dead Kennedys are low fi or anything, but I, I do think that it sounds different. We did a good job, I think, of bringing in records that still were super relevant. Um, oh, yeah. We, I wasn't going to bring something that didn't, didn't, didn't resonate. match up with what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we did. I, I, both these records are great. I think you, um, like Ryan said, this next one might be out. Close to the time when you're heading to the polls. Um, I'm not saying you vote one way or the other, but go blue. But listen to a fuckload <laughs> of punk rock before yeah. you decide. Yeah, and, you know, um, a lot of people grew up grew up just with what their parents wanted them to do. And uh, maybe this will convince you to do a little bit of research on your own on what you think is important yeah, to you. Yeah, start thinking for yourself. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, Propagandi's <laughs> Less Talk, More Rock. Uh, Ryan brought uh, Dead Kennedys. Plastic Surgery Disasters, and I'm so glad that we brought both those records. They're both killer. Yeah. After they're doing that record. Timely, good. They are... I really enjoyed listening to both of them again. Uh, By the way, uh, the Dick Kings um, record you brought up was six episodes ago, so it's not that recent. Okay, perfect. Uh, That means it's about time to start talking about another band again. Yeah, so um, (laughs) I have our hat. New theme. So it's now time to pull a new theme out of the hat. Yes, most of them are still in there. I dropped some, but there we go. I'm going to shake it up. I'm pulling out. And what we got going on is Swan Song. So, swan Song. So uh, you can take it how you want it to be. I'm afraid that you're going to bring a Swans record. <laughs> I could, but to maybe help you in your decision, uh-huh. the the myth of the Swan Song is... A swan will sing its most beautiful song when it is dying. Yeah, so this will be uh, supposed, or this will be last records by a band that's nowhere active, or supposed last records. I mean, if you want to get cute about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the way I'm probably going to do it is band's last album is their best album. Okay, yeah. All right, and that's how I feel like I'm do But there's always time for us to get cute between then and when we record this. So, swan song. But, uh... I think, uh, this is running pretty long, but I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, what else you got going on, pal? Uh, well, I do the music for this podcast. Me and me and my friend Dylan, we are the band Smell. Uh, we do the intro and the outro. If you like what you're listening to, you can go to smell.bandcamp.com. Uh, also, I will potentially be featured on a cool bandana guys a throw of dark souls if you want to see that <laughs> um just 
talking shit on GameStop and how good Dark Souls is for about three hours. Okay, that's actually um, how long they are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's going to be on YouTube. It's not even a podcast. It's like a Let's Play. Okay. Um, what about you? I do another podcast. or do podcasts we could call Movies Don't Suck and Some They Do. Uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. We tell about movies that are recent and we decide they suck or don't suck, but that's not exactly how we say it. Um, we do two movies a week um, because of this uh, pandemic ravaging the country and world, nation, uh, the whole thing. Uh, we are sticking with streaming films, but Sue's uh, caught on and started releasing film streaming. But it's two movies mm-hmm. a week. I do it with my buddy Neil. If you like this podcast, you might like that one. I mean, I, I can imagine that. I don't Different know. topics, but yeah. I mean, people are watching movies now. I think it's smart to switch over to streaming stuff. Okay, well, we'll give us our, our uh, information again. Um, oh, yeah, we are uh, at facebook.com slash facebook.com slash record night slash record night uh we're at instagram we are at record night pod and then if you just want to send us an email we are record night pod at gmail.com and there's another record night podcast um nice guys but we're and we did a collaboration episode back in episode 24 listen to that but they're different we're the one with the yellow logo uh i'd recommend you listen to both but of course we'll listen to us now so stick with it <laughs> um so i'm chris And I'm Ryan. And thanks for listening. Yeah, I'll see you next time.